Hi, I'm Nicole Ortiz. And I'm Kaylee Iverson, and you're listening to Nevertheless She Podcasted, a special edition. Whoa! <laughs> Friends, summers are busy. Unless you yeah. are a child, summers are really busy. And sometimes even if you're a child, uh, let's say children, summers are busy. You know, summers around. are just busy. Yeah. <laughs> children, I mean, like, to their grandma's house and to the church yard. we're off to a really great start <laughs> i don't know what children do in the summer but they do a lot of it playing those soccer games with pops walking the dog for coins what i don't know i'm just imagining a kid getting paid quarters to walk their own they dog. play with their stick and hoop <laughs> like, yeah they're sticking hoop I'm glad that we're talking about children in like <laughs> urban 1930s. Can the can around? Okay. Pick up Summers sticks. Are... Summers are busy. <laughs> That's where we're coming from. Yeah. But we are committed to providing you um, different kinds of different oh. kinds of content. Um, and something that Nicole and I have wanted to do for a long time is focusing on storytelling, but it's hard to make individual stories into a podcast maybe. valid yeah maybe so um what you have here today friends is a bit of banter surrounding the subject of nicole's story <laughs> and then separately recorded nicole's story <laughs> yeah um this is a bit of a venture into a, a new artistic approach so bear with us we're trying it out let us know what you think but only if you have nice constructive criticism. Yeah. If don't be you mean don't, to us. Go kick a can. Or play with a stick and hoop. Kick rocks. Pee up a rope. That's what my grandpa would say. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I asked him once. It was like his insult. And I was like, Grandpa, what does that mean? And he was like, think about how hard it would be. And I was like, well, <laughs> it would be hard to pee up a rope. So... This went very different directions than I anticipated it going. I was like, we'll introduce ourselves. Nicole will just like explain our like entire approach. And no. I didn't explain anything. You explained it and I was here for the ride. (laughs) You were were given some weird information. Summers are busy. All that to say, friends, thank you as always for uh, embarking on these artistic journeys with us and enjoy today's episode of Nevertheless She Podcasted. My coworker was sharing a story today about a woman who came into work and she was like looking for something because she had like evil spirits in her house. Jeez. And she was telling my coworker about this and she was like, I just need a cross. And we have a giant cross on the wall there with just classic white Jesus on it. And so my coworker was like, you could buy this. And the lady was like, "Ah, I'm going to leave and go look at a vintage store somewhere else. Anyway, moments later, my coworker's working with someone else and checking them out. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, if you didn't know, 
I also part-time work at a thrift store. Let I like me explain the idea. that. I like the idea that your church is just selling crosses of Jesus. <laughs> they would. <laughs> anyway, so she's checking someone else out at the um, counter. And we still have a big screen up for mm-hmm. like COVID stuff. Like it's a big like plexiglass screen. Well, this thing that's been up for like a year and a half broke and like one side started swinging down towards the customer co-worker grabbed it but then like in a cartoon apparently the other side swung down and hit the customer <laughs> in the head <laughs> and she was like this lady came in and brought her evil spirits that, <laughs> and because she didn't buy this cross the thing fell down on the customer and so that's yeah, so funny that's- oh my god <laughs> We used to, we used to, um, my, my roommate, my freshman year um, of college, we were convinced that our printer was possessed because it would never print when he wanted it to. And then in the middle of the night, it would just print (laughs) (laughs) once a week. I would just be like, God, (laughs) get these spirits out of our printer. (laughs) And once it turned on while I said that, and I was like, that's enough. (laughs) No more. See, and this is why most millennials don't have printers. Is that why? Because they yes. invest invested, infested with demons. Because <laughs> the printers invested in demons. I mean, they might also be that. I can we talk super quickly about the fact that it is 2021 and like technology is so far advanced. Like my phone can do like the work of like 20 pieces of technology that existed when I was like a like small child like yes things have like come so far but printers still suck (laughs) how hard is it to make a decent printer like why don't we have good printers so this is actually the reason I don't buy a printer because I think about the ways that a printer could be really helpful for me especially me who's starting a small business (laughs) shout out to Nicole's small business thanks small business Here's looking at you, kid. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're not talking (laughs) to my small business. My small business is a online thrift store, not affiliated with the thrift store that I work in in Portland, but it's called... Oh my gosh, why do I always do this? Goodness gracious. Okay, it's called Every Sunflower PDX. Look it up. It's cool. We're talking about printers. Okay, so a printer would be so good for me. But one of the reasons I don't get one is because they're too, like, dumb. (laughs) Like, they don't just, I should be able to just put in the paper, I click a button, everything's cool. But for some reason, it's never that simple. And there's got to be a better way. Like, we need infomercials for, like, better printers. (laughs) Right. But then they'd show, like, white people putting a sandwich in the printer and trying to (laughs) use it. And they're like, ah. They're just like they get like some sort of like spill on the printer and they put the whole thing in a dishwasher and it comes out all mangled <laughs> and they're like, What happened here? Oh my I love I love how incompetent people <sighs> do you think about the actors and in infomercials and like I think about them often, yes. <laughs> I just I you... wonder like be be bad at this task in a really like unconvincing way included as part of your audition reel for something else 
<sighs> I think about the actors who are in all of those kind of random things. Like there's a show, I don't know if it's still in the air, but there's a show called Sex Sent Me to the ER. <laughs> Yeah, and people are telling stories of like these sexual encounters that something crazy happened like one of them this guy bounced off the bed and flew into a mirror and he had to go to the ER you know like just weird yeah. things and then they have actors acting out like the most ridiculous things in these like cartoony over-the-top ways and <laughs> there's this one guy on there who has become like internet famous Mm-hmm. and he's just an actor and like if you go to his like facebook profile he's like yes i am that guy from sex sent me to the er he's like in a five minute clip of this and it was just the most ridiculous thing that people have become obsessed that's so funny i could be those actors yeah if you need actors for weird cringy things apparently nicole is like offering herself for that work i just want to be asked to do that can i tell you one of the most disappointing things that happened in my acting career yes of course um i was in a production of les mis in high school I, mean, I was cast as like 10 different characters in les mis because there's like a thousand people in the cat like there's like a thousand characters in Les Mis and so I just got shoved into a bunch of different roles and the one I didn't get in and like I don't sing so like I, I only got like chorus bits and non-speaking parts um but the one that I wanted and didn't get I believe our director referred to as fancy ladies um, which are the sex workers on the docks um, oh I thought who's, who I didn't who, think you were fancy enough oh no 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 okay I'm following now I really wanted this part because I believe in the actual script even the high school script I believe that they're still called whores and I just wanted on my resume to be able to put whore one Kaylee Rieger oh my gosh mom I'm sure you're really proud of me (laughs) it was just like I just really wanted like one terrible looking role to be able to put on my resume like forget Lady Macbeth right like I wanted just this one one. just like what about whore three I feel like that would have been fine that would have been that would have been great like a really far down number there were like six or seven of them I would have settled for whore seven it would (laughs) have Do we need to mark this explicit because we've said the word horror like nine times? I don't think that's. I'll have to read up on it. Wrong. If you can't say it on daytime television, I think you. What? On daytime television. Daytime. Mm -hmm. I'll read up on it. (laughs) My mom would also be happy if I cut that bit. (laughs) Whatever. We need people to know. That Kaylee <laughs> wish this is the main thing that you the role that I in. wish I had. Yeah, no, it was just it was so funny because like I don't know, like I've I've done a lot of different things and I've done a lot of different roles, but they're all pretty like I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted that on my resume. Uh, I was a lady in waiting during the during anyway in the Prince and the Pea. Is that the movie? I mean, not movie. Princess? Good lord. The princess lord. and the pea? Yeah, the princess yeah. and the pea. The musical. Not a movie. It was not in a movie. Okay, anyway. I was lady-in-waiting. And my friend had to, like, 
chase me around stage trying to pinch my butt and so there was like just some weird things I had to do there's I once a year in in high school we would do um like children's theater we'd travel around to elementary schools and do like usually it was an adaptation of a Dr. Seuss book like that was what we most often did but there was this one where like they were trying to marry the prince off and there was like four princesses and all of them had some problem and I was the princess who was like not really a princess and I was there to just steal things from the kingdom and some stupid human being who wrote this play named that character princess clever hands (laughs) which is the most scandalous sounding thing like imagine being cast as princess clever hands in a like acting troupe of high school boys like absolutely that was not we eventually ended up renaming her princess robin steel Rob and Steel. Rob. Oh, and that's Steel. a pe- that's actually a way more clever name, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was clever Princess Robin Steel, but like originally cast, and we had to change the name not because we all were like that's creepy, but we had to change the name because like the boys couldn't keep it together whenever I was introduced on stage, and we we're like, all right, that's oh it. My we gosh. have to rename her. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Man, high school theater is just <laughs> I remember being in elementary school and I think like the middle schoolers came to do mm-hmm. a play for us. And it was like I don't even remember the play, but I do remember one person was playing a pianist. Mm-hmm. And like that was an introduced oh, and all the Lord. little kids were <laughs> laughing and I didn't really get it. I was like, he plays the piano. Come on guys. Like what? Why is that funny? Why are pianos funny? I didn't understand, but it, I don't know if anyone paid attention to the rest of the play because that was like, he was like a main character. <laughs> oh my word. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Any more um <laughs> musings on bad theater I've done? Yeah. Oh, plenty, <laughs> plenty musings on bad theater. My very first like role in elementary school, my very first role ever was the littlest Billy Goat in the Billy Goat's Grass. Oh, you'd be perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pretend that that wasn't a weird thing to say. Um, but the the first role I had in an elementary school play, like most people joke like, oh, I was a rock or I was a tree. I wasn't even a tree. I was a leaf on the tree. And it was this like musical about the seasons. And as a leaf, my entire role was to fall off the tree and die in autumn. <laughs> but, like the whole and like the whole scene is just a sad song where me and like four other leaves are like floating our way to the ground and then we die and then I think about the fact that my first like community theater role was as one of the oysters in Alice in Wonderland and I got eaten I died so much early in my acting career yeah I just kept getting cast as things that died you know that's making me think about and I think you told this story in a different episode but you were talking about like you would hang out with a friend and play like make-believe games and you would always be cast as a villain between you and her of my entire life chasing a decent role (laughs) don't worry i'm writing a script for you you'll be the whore (laughs) (laughs) that's all i ask it's just that's that's Um, all you all you ask um well i mean my first role Mm -hmm. uh i was a sheep 
And maybe this is one of the stories I need to tell when I was a sheep, <laughs> but I wanted to be the angel of the Lord. I was going to suggest you telling that story because yeah. I Well, let me not tell me. it right now. Yeah, no. Just sit in suspense. But that was my first role. And then my first um, speaking role was uh, I was Amazon Al and VBS. We've talked about Amazon Al. Yes. Um, and then there was another VBS where it, we were like sleuths. Mm-hmm. It was that was like the the theme sleuths. That was hard for me to say then, and it's still hard for me to say. And I didn't know what that even was at the time, but I've I've since learned. Um, yeah. But none of the people except for me like learned their lines, and so our pastor literally offered to pay us to learn our lines, oh but then he God. didn't trust that we would actually learn them, so he got giant like boards to put in the audience to flip that said our lines on them and then like he counted how many times we looked to refer to the boards yeah and like depending on that he would dock our our pay and we're like eight maybe what is might even be younger and then like at the end of vbs i got a letter in the mail and it was like just an envelope of money from my pastor <laughs> Goodness, it was only like five dollars but it was like a weird yeah that was your first professional gig <laughs> oh yeah that was and i wish he never put up those boards because i probably could have got all of the money because i actually knew my lines but it was just too tempting not yeah to, like, if it's look there you're check, just gonna right? look <laughs> oh my word Oh man, I mean, did you do like VBS and like did I you do? I didn't do the VBS acting. Normally, normally it was like one person who did that, and I was I was a perpetual oh. trek leader of preschoolers. Like that was what I loved doing was leading like treks. Wait, yeah. Instead of you going to VBS, you were I went, leading. I them. went to VBS until I was eleven, so I oh, did okay. I did the yeah, VBS thing. Sense. But once I turned eleven, I for like. 12 years led preschool tracks um because preschoolers are the coolest of kids like that's my favorite age also i'm just imagining you as an 11 year old just like leading them around like literally you're just in a line and you're like come on over here now (laughs) i i'm um made i had i made a lot of my own rules as like a preschool track leader um i came with uh these like holographic jesus fish stickers and if we were on our best behavior all day you got to pick out your color at the end of the day super cool (laughs) um that was like the best stickers motivate children to do anything oh yeah yeah. nope (laughs) let me rephrase stickers Uh motivate children to just like behave themselves (laughs) okay kaylee (laughs) (laughs) that's creepy okay stickers are good motivation (laughs) When I was six, I had six cavities. And um, one reason I loved going to the dentist was that he had such solid Pokemon stickers. Six cavities, Mm -hmm. six years old. I would get the coolest Pokemon stickers there. Like, those were just solid stickers. And they would, like, save them for me because they didn't always have those. Like, they had, like, lame stickers that were, like, eh, it's a tooth. 
whatever <laughs> but when i would get there they'd be like hey look what we've got for you and it was like this big these were like yeah like my water ball stickers i would i would like to note that on a podcast you went it's this big it's like the size of her palm about and i also just hit myself in the head with my water bottle to show operating at a hundred percent today <laughs> I was three years old, and my church was putting on a Christmas production, and all the kids got to be in it. Now, I was only three, but I wanted a lead role, and I knew what part I wanted. I wanted to be the angel of the Lord. It didn't matter that I couldn't read. I knew that I could be the best damn angel anyone had ever seen. Now, when the day of casting came, I stood up tall, ready to be God's faithful servant. But to my surprise, I was not cast as the angel of the Lord. I was cast as a sheep. Sheep didn't have lines. Sheep crawled around stage on all fours. And I was no sheep. And at the end of the day, the pastor's kid, a PK, was cast as the angel. And I was furious. I remember during rehearsals, I refused to participate. While all the other children were learning Mary had a little lamb and his name was Jesus, I was laying around stage going, Aah! it was a miserable time. So when the day of the final performance came and all the little kids were lined up in their sheep costumes, I had had enough. I decided that I was going to take matters into my own hands. And I snuck away backstage while all the other sheep walked up no one noticed I was gone. So as the angel stood up to perform, I crept up behind him. And right before he spoke, I pushed him over and exclaimed, I am the angel of the Lord. But I didn't know any other lines. Um, so I stood there awkwardly till my sister came and chased me around the stage it was truly a disaster. They had to stop the whole play and we didn't perform it again. My church actually didn't do another Christmas play for a couple of years. And after I finally got off the stage and everyone left, I remember sitting there on one of the steps and my sister asking me, why did you do that? I, d I don't think I responded. All I knew was that there was something in my little heart that compelled me to stand up and take what I felt I deserved. To stand against the injustice of being a sheep and show everyone what I could do. When I think of myself now, I am envious of who I was as a little girl. Because I believed in myself enough to shout it out on stage. And I wasn't afraid to knock over anyone who got in my way. It's been real, and it's been nice, and it's been real nice. But we gotta go to bed. So. Friends. Bye. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're ending it today. Bye. I can't, I can't do it that way. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for joining us today on this, um, this, this step into a new world sure why not right <laughs> um 
If you're interested in learning more about Nicole and myself, check out our website, www.neverthelessshepodcasted.com. Are we on Twitter? Yeah. Are we on Facebook? Faux show. Are we on Instagram? No doubt. Check us out at NTL She Podcasted. If you're interested in supporting us and creating more weird work like this, check us out on Patreon. As always, stay safe out there, friends. Stay hydrated. And don't be violent in theater. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where we're going to do. Thank <laughs> you.